This call is being recorded. Hello, and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Dr. Kyra O'Quinn, who is the author of The Currency Cure, a plork book to empower you about money and create financial peace of mind. Are you out there, Kyra, Dr. Kyra? <laughs> Indeed I am. Thank you so much for having me on, John. Well, that's great. It's my pleasure, especially when it's it's something that you, you look at it and you think, now, what could that be? You know, how does this work? And that's why you're here to be able to explain everything and, and recruit lots of readers, I would assume. Would well, it's a, it's a universal issue that we, we all need to kind of take a look at. So I'm delighted to talk with you about it. Well, I've, I've, one of the things I checked out, or at least didn't have to look up in the, in the dictionary, was I don't think Plork Book is in the dictionary, is it? No, I made that one up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about a Plork Book. And tell my oh, audience yeah. about a Plork Book, too. Right. It's an important place to start. So when I started creating a program to help people deal with their money stress, and the way they were sabotaging themselves financially. It started off as, I'm a psychologist, so it started off as groups where we were working on these issues. But I came to realize very quickly that this is a heavy, heavy, heavy issue. It's very difficult for people to extract themselves from the way they, they punish themselves and limit themselves about money. So we needed to lighten up the topic substantially. And so my Plork book is not a book that's just filled with words. It's filled with activities that people are going to do, but a lot of humor. Believe it or not, money can be funny. So a lot of humor. Um, some cartoons are in there. So it's a part workbook, part playing with the concept. So that's where the Plork book comes from. Well, I'm, I, can, I can be familiar with that because I have been in times um over the years stressed over over money this or money that um I, I can think probably the only other thing that that i know people get stressed out about besides money probably sex is number two um but i can't verify that <laughs> <laughs> you know but they have a lot in common and one thing that they have in common is that they're both things that we're obsessed with, yet it's not polite to talk about them. Oh, yes, that's right. Sure, keep it to yourself and, and suffer some more. <laughs> exactly, and that's why we, we drive ourselves crazy and make the problems worse, because we feel like we're not allowed to discuss those things with other people. So it is a real catch-22. It is, it is, especially when you're young and you've got that first job and you think you're going to be great. And then what? You know, it, um, you're hoping for the world to know, but you have to keep most of it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. We have an unfortunate setup in our society that we aren't taught about finances or money. 
it's not part of schooling, right? How to really take care of your money and how to have a relationship with money. So then we get plunked out there and think, okay, well, I'll just have a job and, and the money will come and it'll all be all right. And um, it's <laughs> probably everybody listening goes, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> right? It didn't happen that way. No, and um, then it leaves people blaming themselves oh my gosh, where did I go wrong? Why am I so bad with money? What did, you know, and it's, it's a very difficult place to be. So we're jumping ahead a little bit, but that's what I want people to know. That's what the currency cure my book is about is society has a lot of rules and a lot of uh, ways we've been brainwashed and set up kind of um, for failure in certain ways with our finances. And those are things that we need to step back and look at and extract ourselves from our own uh, personal uh, blame, you know, and personal expectations about some things. Right, right. It's not easy to hide from yourself. Well, a lot of people try their whole lives, right? And wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it's it's extremely interesting, though, for the feedback that you get from your from your from your book, the the color book. Uh, maybe you could elaborate a little more about that. Another, you know, yeah, yeah, my plonk book. Another another part of the plonk book is that I really want people to feel like they are in this group <laughs> with other people because it's the isolation that people feel when they feel they're struggling financially. They feel incredibly isolated. And uh, no, there's millions of other people around you who are going through similar things. So what I did was for each chapter, for each exercise, I also have a section for the common, um, these are all direct quotes from people who went through the program, exactly what it was like for them to go through that exercise, what they learned about it, and how it changed some of their feelings um, about money. Um, like I'm just flipping through the book here to try to find a good one. Oh, that was about having a more positive attitude about money. Of course, when you go to flip through it, you can't find it. It's in every single chapter. <laughs> but anyway, you, you you follow what I'm saying. So that makes it a little that it makes it. This is a. It's not just a, a book that's um, telling you what to do. It's a book. It's not financial advice. Oh, that, let me stop up. Let me stop it back up there. I'm not Susie Orman. This is not another book that's going to tell people how to invest or, or things like that. This is about having a better relationship with your finances so that you feel more free um, to get what you want in life. That it's not purely being in this uh, financial prison that you feel yourself is that you feel that you are in. So therefore, um, seeing that other people have had gone through similar things, you can see their, their responses in the book, goes back to what we talked about just a few minutes ago, which was money is a topic that we're not ever supposed to talk about or share. Well, right. if you can't talk about it, how can you ever escape? from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I, I put that in the book. It's, I felt like that was a really important part of it. Well, I, I would think so too. Um, as you were, you were talking just then, I was thinking about how, how, how people need to, some, sometimes more than others, uh, thank God, 
they they have to somewhere along the way create a relationship with themselves when it comes to money exactly and 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 how to deal with yourself self what was that guy's name he used to call himself self that was bill cosby i think <laughs> and and we we need to have a sit down here and and what's what's bothering you and then somebody says is this about money money what what do you mean money and of course a lot of it is i'd say greater than 50 percent well you're you're right you know uh, another thing about our society that i try to kind of give people the opportunity to observe and step away from is that we all are operating on autopilot. Uh, we react to what's happening. So for a lot of people, their financial life is nothing but reacting to it. Um, I, I receive some money. Oh, well, I'm going to pay my bills now. I'm going to react to this. Or, oh, no, an emergency came up and I don't have the money to cover it. Now they're reacting to it. Um, and that's where you're right. The, the relationship with self is kind of left out of that equation um, because when we communicate with ourselves and that can be through meditation it can be just through um, a process of getting to know yourself better then it's a whole different nine yards you're not just reacting anymore you're starting to think in a different way of well but what is it I really want from my life what do I want this money that I have in the bank to be able to do for me and it's just a different approach it but it it it's counter being on autopilot, never taking a deep breath, always reacting to everything in life. Well, I've I've talked to a lot of people uh, about uh, let's say let's use this past year, and you know just when you believe you're getting a handle on your life comes something around the corner called COVID. Right. And that certainly has not helped any anyone. Um, do better other than if they're trying to help somebody um but it's it's something i thought quite a bit about and i'm and i'm glad that i've been self-employed for a long time mm -hmm. um, that's been helpful uh, but uh i would i would assume that that you've got a lot of a lot of clients a lot of patients that uh, have have found that they've discovered well, that well that's why i i um published the book this year because I did my currency group a few years ago and uh, I thought well I'll get around to making the book <laughs> eventually and then I realized holy moly this is the time <laughs> you know I have to get this out there for people because um, I myself uh, back in the recession in 2008 I went through a bankruptcy I went through a, a business that um, <laughs> just you know took a nosedive and so I lost everything and so I've been there and that's what a lot, so many people are going through right now. And it took me way longer than it should have, really, for me to recover from that, even being a psychologist, even knowing, you know, some being more connected with myself. It took forever. And that's because of the way I blamed myself and the way I allowed my self-esteem to be dictated by my net worth. And I do not want people to do that to themselves. So that is why, one of the reasons why, oh, this is the time, you know, I really needed to release this book now. Well, your timing is great. 
it's it's very much needed and i'm sure that that people are, are listening to this now and they're thinking well you know i think i'm gonna try that too because it it certainly gets in the way if if you're if you have a, a mate a, a, a spouse um that type of thing because there's nothing worse than arguing over money between your and your husband or your wife oh boy you know i i do believe that it is the number one cause of divorce um is you know closely followed by some other things but you know that's what sometimes people ask me well you're a psychologist you know, why did you write a book about money well because money is the number one was really the number one stressor um that we have in our world and so i see people that are it's a it's a stress that well you can't avoid you can't run from it it money is integral to our society we don't live in a bartering society anymore <laughs> we don't right we have right. to have money so it's a stress that i've seen it just uh, destroy people's health destroy mm -hmm. their relationships even cause them to consider suicide whoa you know that's giving so much power to um something outside feeling that it's outside of our control when when truly it truly it is mm -hmm. but but that's you know jumping a little forward in the book you know when you get to a point where you can feel and that's the that's what creates the financial peace of mind that i have mm -hmm. as part of the title is when you begin to realize that okay money is not this um uh, mean, you know, judgmental God that uh, punishes me by taking money away when I'm bad and rewards me with a little bit of pay, you know, when I'm good. But mm -hmm. gosh, you know, that's kind of how a lot of people treat it. I I remember uh, as you were speaking, I remember the song. I think it was tied to a movie. Uh, money makes the world go round. The world go round. Yeah, I think that might have been from Cabaret. It was from some musical, but you're That's you're right. right. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, everybody believes it. Money, 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 money. You know. <laughs> right. Can't make right. it stop. <laughs> right. And instead of trying to, so, so yeah, you can't run from it. You can't avoid it. But what we can do is realize that. Hmm. It's actually a tool for me to use in my life so that I, I can create what I want in my life. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a force that's outside of me that I can't control. And a lot of people listening to that right now are going to go, I don't even know what you mean by that, lady. You know, I get, <laughs> I get paid and that's the amount of money I have. What do you mean? Um, I, call, I, I call money the invisible prison. Um, and I don't talk about that too much in the book because I want the book to be much more just um, focused on uplifting kind of exercises and also some a lot of aha moments. But the reason behind it is because we live in this invisible prison, well, which is money. And I'm not only referring to the stress people put on themselves, but it's more like, well, okay, what is a prison? It's a limitation. It's a hard boundaries that we've been brainwashed to believe that money is the means of providing. Um, if it's okay, I want to give a quick example of what I mean by that, because for people, they're going to be confused right now and say, well, yeah, money is, I, that's how I buy groceries, that's how I pay my rent, that's how I, what are you talking about? So let's say, this is going to be an overly simplified example, but let's say there's somebody who wants a, a dog. They, they decide they want a pet, they want a dog, 
We do some research. We go to the dog parks and talk to people. I do some research, and they find out that the breed they really love is this um, Cavalier uh, King Charles Spaniel. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, my gosh, they're the floppy ears and they're fuzzy, and people tell them they have the best temperament. They're easy to train. They're just adorable. They're the best dogs. And you go, oh, right, yay, I made a decision. That's the dog I'm going to get. And you start researching on the Internet, and you find out, oh, man, breeders charge $4,000 for those dogs. I don't have $4,000. I guess I can't have that dog. Oh, you know, what a bummer. Why can't I? And then it goes off on this whole thing. Why, how does other people get those dogs? Well, how, I, why can't I have what I want? All I want is a dog. When in reality... You can step back and realize, okay, money, the dollar signs, is not, as, is not what provides that dog to you. The universe and your connection to your own personal power, ingenuity, creativity, and you can even say your connection to God and the universe is what provides that dog for you. So what might happen instead for someone if they don't get all caught up in the limitations, the invisible prison, they say, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to get my dog that way. I'm not going to pay anyone $4,000 for it. But I'm going to write down in my journal, I'm going to make a vision board, I'm just going to hold, I'm going to hold my, my desire. That's the kind of dog I want. Everybody's had these experiences. Pretty soon, what's going to happen? They're going to have someone at work say, gosh, I have, these friends, I have this friend who's been promoted to a regional manager, and he travels all the time, and he's so upset. He has to, he has to get rid of his dog because he's traveling all the time. Do you know anybody who wants a dog? And you say, well, yeah, I've been looking for a dog. Oh, he loves his dog so much. It's a, have you ever heard of this breed? It's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And you go, holy crap, that's exactly, you know, exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. Those are the four. Alternatively, maybe you're driving down the road and you suddenly just get a little feeling, I'm going to stop at the Humane Society. You know, they would, they would never have that breed, but I'm going to stop at the Humane Society. And sure enough, there's a dog that maybe it's not a purebred, but it's mostly that dog. Or it looks just like that dog you want. It's got the sweetest little personality. So you see what I'm saying is, is it's so easy to get stuck in that invisible prism, prison of money to think that that's the only means. And no, getting what we want, when we want it, when we need it, that's a whole different ballgame. What, what would you say is the best message right now that you would like to give to anyone struggling financially? Yeah, okay, people. <laughs> and I do talk about this in the end of my book where I talk about the dumb beliefs that we have about money. And one of the dumbest beliefs that we have about money is that our personal value as a person, our worth as a person is equal to our net worth. Okay, no, that is not true. You know, we're, we're so... Um, uh, <laughs> screwballs in our society that people who are rich, you know, they're millionaire, billionaires, they're revered as being wonderful, or people who take a vow of poverty, like their Mother Teresa, uh, Gandhi, you know, they're, they're great. But everybody in between, their value is dictated by their, their net worth. I've, seen, I've worked with so many people who were entrepreneurs and they had wonderful businesses, but they felt like their business wasn't important because it wasn't making a certain amount of profit. It's ridiculous. 
and it's and it's a it's a belief that we need to absolutely completely banish and let go of your value for what you can do and accomplish as a human being is not the slightest bit related to uh, whether you just paid your electricity bill on time or not. Those two things aren't related. But wowie wow, have we gotten that all confused in our world. So you mentioned COVID, you know, so during this time where so many people are struggling, my number one message to everybody listening that might be financially struggling right now is your value as a human being is not determined by your net worth. It's determined by your heart. It's determined by, um, you know, the good things that you do for your neighbors, for mm-hmm. the, the um, stick, <laughs> for you know, for being willing to just go through this life and just keep trying. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that determine our worth. So that's the biggest message that I have. Well, that's a, you know, you're. I'm really intrigued by the uh, the coloring book you've got. It's um, it's something that. Uh, uh, what an idea! Uh, where did you get the idea to do that? Well, I I, I'm, I, I work with a lot of women in my practice because um, I also specialize in working with sensitive people, highly sensitive people, and so it just uh-huh. happens. I work with men too, but a lot a lot of times the women, and a lot of them did really like those adult coloring books where maybe they're mandalas, and so they would find it very relaxing, sort of like a meditation to do the coloring. And even though that wasn't my hobby, I realized, oh, this really works for a lot of people. And so what I did was I integrated some of the coloring things are jokes. They're funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of them are ways, like as I say, you know, a picture is a thousand words. So instead of me writing a thousand words, I can just put a picture and it immediately conveys to someone exactly what I'm talking about. Like in my chapter where I'm talking about how we need to to understand the things that we absorbed about money, the beliefs we had about money or lack or limitation from our family. Um, I could go on and on about that, but instead I just put a picture, which is really fun to color because it's one of those um, mandala kind of pictures with a lot of details. It's the the bird parents feeding the baby birds in the nest. Mm -hmm. And people Mm -hmm. can look at that picture and immediately go, oh, yeah, (laughs) that's what she means. When you're a little one, all you can do is take in the beliefs of the parents. What else do you have to go on? Sure. You know, that, that's it. So it helps yeah. people right away understand what I'm getting at. And then I have the um, the pictures that come after that, you know, of releasing that. So I was really grateful to my clients who pointed out to me that they love those <laughs> adult coloring books because it helped me branch out and be more creative about how can I convey ideas in a way that sh- shortens the book because all of our attention spans are getting shorter, right? So, you know, it shortens the book, but makes it really entertaining, fun, and meditative at the same time. Well, I like it. I like the plan. And I think that my listeners, my audience is going to enjoy it as well. Um, How would you describe the best way to buy your book or find it or contact you? 
Yeah, I self-published this book through Amazon because I've 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 kind of I've done I've had books published by other publishers, and I decided this one because it's so unique and it's a plork book and it's wacky that there wasn't a publisher that was quite ready for that yet. So I just did it myself. So that's the best place to find it on Amazon. You look up the Currency Cure, or you can look up my name, Kyra O'Quinn, and it's going to pop right up. It's got a red cover, and I'm there on the cover, ripping up a $100 bill, so you can find me. But but it doesn't matter. It's available through the big book distributors, so it can be purchased anywhere. You can order it anywhere, even other countries, Canada, UK. It's available everywhere. Um, if people have any questions or they um, want to delve more deeply into their own personal money issues, they can go to my website, which is a nice short website. It's just my name. It's drkyra.com. So dr for doctor and then kyra.com. And there they also can see some more about the book or if they wanted to schedule a free consultation with me to to uh, find out a little bit more about their own stuff. You know, maybe they want to explore some things and that's a possibility too. Yeah, that, I would think so, and um, it would be something that I, th I think people would look for. Um, Dr. Kyra, I really appreciate your spending the time with us this morning to enlighten our lives regarding this, this book. I think there's more to it than uh, most people see on the cover. Um, and I'd like, <laughs> like to thank you again. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it, John. And I, uh, you're welcome. And I, and I want to thank my listeners for tuning in again to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all.